For today, we are going to continue our podcast, our story about the Christmas pig. Okay, Charlie. Okay. Yeah. Let's begin. <laughs> Train tracks. The sun was rising on the high wooden ceiling that was the sky in the land of the lost. Although it was only painted, it shone brightly enough to wake Jack as he lay curled up behind the thistles on the waist. It had stopped snowing but was still very cold. The waist of the unlimited stretched as far as he could see in every direction, covered in snow, the occasional clump of thistles swaying in a chilly wind. There was no sign of anything, not even the Christmas pig. Panicking, Jack struggled to his feet. Sleepy! No, that's me, I think. That's... Eh? Oh, yes, you. Okay. He called. Sleepy, where are you? It's all right, I'm here, said the Christmas pig, hurrying back into sight. I found something. Come over here. He led Jack a short distance and pointed. Look, railway tracks. They must lead to the city of the mess. Exactly, said the Christmas pig. The trouble is, without compass, I don't know which direction to go in. They looked up and down the railway tracks, but there was nothing to tell which way led to bother. It's gone and which to the city of the mist. A noise behind them made them jump. They wheeled around to see the blue bunny as scrubby as ever, although tears had made clean streaks in his muddy fur. It's... It's you! He gaps. Oh, I'm so glad the loser didn't get you. He hugged first Jack and then the Christmas pig, which left both of them rather muddy. Say Jack. Where's Compass? Asked Blue Bunny. We don't know, said the Christmas pig. She rolled off into the dark and we weren't fast enough to keep up. Oh dear. Moaned Blue Bunny. I hope she wasn't caught. And I'm so worried about Broken Angel. She told me to run as quick as I could, but when I looked back, I couldn't see her anymore. I've been searching for her all night. She was my best friend. Have you seen her? No, said the Christmas pig with a warning look at Jack. Blue Bunny, I don't suppose you know where these tracks lead to you? I'm afraid not, said Blue Bunny, considering the train tracks. I'll tell you something strange though. When the train is traveling that way, he pointed to... It's still you, I think, or me. Yeah. He pointed towards the horizon, which was still dark. The things on board look sad, but when the train is traveling in that direction... He pointed towards the horizon that was glowing red and gold, 
from where the painted sun had risen. The things on board look happy. Jack looked at the Christmas pig and could tell he was thinking exactly what Jack was. This surely meant that the things traveling east towards the place where the painted sun had risen were, were journeying towards the city of the mist rather than bother its gone. I think we'll take a stroll this way, said the Christmas pig, setting off along the train tracks towards the ever lightening horizon. Do you mind if I come? asked Blue Bunny. Of course not, said Jack kindly, so the bunny hopped after them. The city gates. They walked four hours along the train tracks towards the horizon and saw nothing ahead except more snow covered ground and the tracks stretching into the distance. Jack kept glancing up at the painted sky. The Christmas pig had said that the day here was an hour above in the land of the living and Jack couldn't help thinking about poems, poems warning that they had to leave the land of the lost before Christmas Eve ended. The idea of being trapped down here forever waiting for the loser to catch him was dreadful, but Jack was certain that if he found DP then DP would make everything alright just as he'd always done, so he kept walking as fast as he could along the train tracks, following the Christmas peak. The painted sun high above them slid slowly across the wooden sky and began to descend into more dark cloud. It started to snow again. At last, the Christmas peak stopped, his trotter shading his little black eyes. Who's this? Jack, can you say something? He whispered. Jack peered towards the horizon. Sure enough, in the far distance, he could see something glittering. Is it the sea? He asked. They walked a little further and soon the misty outlines of a beautiful walled city took shape. They could see turrets and spires and the golden roof of what looked like a palace. At last, they got near enough to make out a pair of golden gates in the city wall. They were engraved with the same vines and flowers as the golden door back in Miss Lake. Now the train tracks were joined by a second set which arrived from a different direction. Jack guessed the second tracks came directly from Miss Lake, carrying the things that had gone through the golden door. The Christmas pig held out a warning trotter. Lost adjusters, he whispered. Oh, sorry. Lost adjusters, he whispered. Sure enough, a dagger, a nail file, and a fierce-looking nutcracker were marching up and down, marching up and down, marching up and down in front of the gates. These lost adjusters were wearing the fanciest black hats Jack had yet seen, tall helmets with long black feathers sticking out of them, while the elves on the hats were made of gold. Jack, the Christmas pig, and Blue Bunny crouched down out of sight behind another clump of thistles, the snow settling on their hats and shoulders as they stared at the gates trying to think of a plan. Jack whispered. Blue Bunny in amazement, Jack nodded. They'll never let you, said Blue Bunny. 
We're surplus. We don't belong in such a fine place as that. That's where the things that are truly missing go. There's nothing very special about those gates, said the Christmas pig, ignoring the blue bunny. They seem quite ordinary. It's the lost adjusters who are the problem. They'll grab us and hand us to the loser the moment we show ourselves. If only we had a decoy. Do you just want to live in nice houses? Asked Blue Bunny. Or is there another reason you want to get there? Yes, said Jack, before the Christmas pickles stop him. For a long moment, Jack and Blue Bunny stared into each other's eyes, and then Blue Bunny let out a sigh of amazement. He whispered, He isn't, said the panic-stricken Christmas pig. He's an action-figured cold. Blue Bunny. I won't tell anybody. I promise. We really came all the way into the land of the last to find your favorite toy. He asked Jack, who nodded. Then I'll be your decoy. Said Blue Bunny. It would be an honor. And before either Jack or the Christmas pig could stop him, he the Blue Bunny scrambled out up from their hiding place and gambled right over to the lost adjuster who all stopped marching up and down and stared at him. Hello. There? said Blue Bunny. Please, could I come and live in your city? I cannot see. It's okay. Don't be not smart. <laughs> Sneered the dagger, threatening to, to jab the bunny. Blue Bunny scampered away a short distance and tried again. He tried to turn a somersault, but landed on his head, which crumpled his ears. The lost adjusters jeered, but they didn't even bother to chase him away. Just then, there were several loud bangs over their head. Everybody, Jack and the Christmas pig, Blue Bunny and the lost adjusters, looked up. It sounded as though a gigantic ball was bouncing across the high, gigantic ball was bouncing across the high painted ceiling. This was the first time that Jack had heard noise from the land of the living. There were very few finding holes over the waist of the unlamented, but it so happened that one of them lay directly overhead. Then from a long, long away, way, long way away came a little girl's voice. She had an accent Jack didn't recognize. said the lady's voice. Jack the Christmas pig, the lost adjusters, and Blue Bunny continued to stare up at the big hole in the wooden sky, across which footsteps now echoed. Then they heard the little girl's voice again, louder and clearer than before. It landed in a flower bed. I'm glad they're not home. And then a golden shaft of light appeared and hit the little bunny who stood transfixed, his mouth open, a wild hope gleaming in his dog eyes. Said the girl's voice. I found a bunny, a blue bunny in the flower bed. 
the grubby blue bunny rose a few inches off the ground tucked upwards by the golden light he looked around in amazement clearly unable to believe what was happening leave it where you found genie said the mother far above them it'll belong to one of the boys it must have been here for ages and ages said the little girl's voice Blue Bunny rose a little higher in the shaft of golden light. Now he was hanging in mid-air. The three lost adjusters who were supposed to be guarding the gate were all uh, so astonished to see what was happening that they walked forward to get a better view of the hole above them, trying to catch a glimpse of the girl odd enough to like a muddy blue bunny. Said the mother's voice. Now the nutcracker, the nail file, and the dagger were standing right beneath the suspended bunny. Clearly astounded that the thing so dirty and badly made a mate might have a chance of being found. Check now, whispered the Christmas pig. Run! What's this? It's our only chance, said the pig. We can't get through the gates while they're watching the bunny. So Jack got slowly to his feet, then dashed towards the glittering gates and the Christmas pig followed holding his tummy. Still the bunny hung suspended in golden light between the land of the living and the land of the lost and the lost adjuster stood open mouth beneath him gazing upwards. Please, mom, said the little girl's voice. Please let me keep him. We'll wash him and show him to the boys and if they want him back, I'll give him to them. They won't want me back, cried Blue Bunny in desperation. Take me, please take me, let me be yours. But of course, neither the girl nor her mother could hear the bunny. Look at this sweet little face, said the girl. Jack heard the tiny cling behind him. The Christmas pig had pushed open the golden gates. Jack slid through them, still looking back over his shoulder at the bunny. Oh, alright. Came the mother's voice, half amused, half exasperated. I just hope he doesn't clog up the washing machine. And with a sudden whoosh, Blue Bunny was swept through the hole and out of the land of the lost, but not before waving a single muddy paw at Jack, a look of bewildered joy on his face. To be continued. Next week.